everybody, and welcome to episode 60 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm Scott Copperman, one of your hosts, and with me, as usual, is the wonderful Mr. Elton McManus. Yo. How are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm very well, thank you very much. I'm just looking through the stats that we have here. I'm very pleasantly pleased. I'm good, actually, thank you very much. Yeah, actually, since we were just looking at the stats, let me uh, reintroduce this here. Um... Acting in the role of Mr. Elton McManus is Mr. Matt Coulain, our yes. first guest producer. Because we are uh, interested to note that Matt Coulain's first appearance is our highest hit show with nearly a thousand listens, compared to an average of about 200 for all the others. So we're going to try and reproduce all the aspects of that show right here in the lovely Sony Apple bacon-covered lip balm world that we have here. That's right. Bacon lip balm is not meant for dogs. Something about that just struck a chord. Or Macaline, or Nigerians, or Cocology. Possibly. I'm scratching my head about it, though. But yeah, we're here and rocking. Oh, that sounds lame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm wondering, the Cocology part, I like the Cocology part. I like the fact that I could kind of go through and, and read you guys the scenarios and I picture listeners playing along. That's something that a couple of podcasts that I listen to do sometimes. Like, I like it better when they're having a conversation and they, they don't give the answer away right away. Mm-hmm. So you can play along at home. So I was wondering if that might be what the uh, hotspot was, but I'm, I have a feeling it's just Matt Coulain, executive producer extraordinaire. I imagine him going around his college or school and logging onto all the computers and downloading it from every single computer. Which, <laughs> listeners, I highly advise, and I think you should do it, and I think you should go to your iTunes right now, write us a re- review, which would be lovely. We'll read it out on the air if you wish, if you let us know that you've done it, and then unsubscribe, and then resubscribe, and then go to the next computer along, and then unsubscribe, and resubscribe, <laughs> and then go home, do it there. Download go, all the episodes. Go down to your auntie's house. Do it down there. Take your computer down to your grandma's house. Link up to her Wi-Fi, which she's playing Wii on. And download it from there as well. And we get lots of IP addresses coming towards us. So please put my hands together. Please do it. Thank you very much. And God Matt, bless. Matt might just be like the Simon Cowell or J.J. Abrams or the executive producer with a touch of gold. Possibly, we'll have to see. Yes. Didn't he appear on someone else's podcast as well? I uh, I think he's been on a couple. He had his own one as well, didn't he? Well, yeah. his own one, but he was on uh, Walk Factor 1, which I'm waiting to come back. Hello, come back, please. <laughs> now. But, yeah, I'm still waiting for that to come back. Um, I'm, I have heard him on uh, Here Goes Nothing once, where they're doing a Scott Sigler Think, well, we're just going to name drop everything so we can put it all in the tags. <laughs> and yes, um, iPhone 4, I think he was he's a, an owner of an iPhone 4 and stuff like that. And possibly a porn producer as well. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, Star Wars, Transformers. Yes. Let's throw it all in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Anyway. Part of the new media wave as well. Yes. So this is episode 60. Those of you who are diehard listeners of the show know that it's really only our 59th episode because episode 50 was uh, scheduled to be a live episode at a date to be named later. And uh, I would say when you listen to this episode, if you listen to it in a timely fashion, 
episode 50 will be the next episode. We'll be going live next week. That's currently the plan. Check the Twitter feeds, SHC1970 or Elton McManus, all one word. Or check the site, bombastpodcast.podbean.com for a heads up on the actual link location and recording times. Yes, definitely. It would be like us time traveling back to the start of the 50s, (laughs) but knowing what's going to happen towards the 60s. It's brilliant. Buy Yahoo stock. Oh, yes. What's that movie? Frequency. Have you ever seen that movie? Is it a good movie? Uh, it's a decent movie. Uh, the handsome Quaid brother, not the uh, goofy one. What, Randy is the goofy one, right? Oh, and Dennis Quaid. And Dennis, yeah. Dennis Quaid is in it. Some, somewhere in there, there's ability for him as a young adult to communicate with his son from the future on frequency. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm going to download it right now. I'm yeah. just so taken in by that. Yeah, I'm sure it was quite the selling pitch. Anyway, uh, what's been going on? We've been off air for a little while. Anything exciting going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, what's happened to me? Um, I learned that putting an iPhone into a freezer actually works. There's a myth that if you put an iPhone into a freezer turned off, the Wi-Fi comes back on it because my I, my Wi-Fi on my phone has died. It just kaputted. And I was oh, just... Uh, my wits end trying to get this poxy thing working and I thought, you know, do you know what? Put my phone in the freezer. Seems quite a good idea now. I'm just had enough with it. And I put it in for five minutes. I set my timer. I sat there in front of the freezer for five minutes going, my bloody phone's in the freeze. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell am I doing? It's ridiculous. And now I took it out and guess what? It worked. I couldn't believe it. But then it, it stopped working after about an hour which was disappointing. But the important thing that we all learn, children, is that it worked. And so then I increased the time. And I did this over a a weekend. I I bumped up to 10 minutes and then 15 minutes. And then, was it on the Sunday, I think it was, one Sunday, I put it in, and then me and Boudoir sat down and we watched Avatar, which, according to me, is bobbins. It is rubbish. (laughs) Avatar is terrible. Don't watch that, please. Whatever you do, don't watch that. Hang on, I can hear my cat. Sorry about that. That's right. Um, Yes, uh, we watched Avatar. I forgot all about my phone being in the freezer and left it in there for the, the whole entire movie, which kids, once again, learn from me. It's not a good idea, but... It worked, and now my Wi-Fi works for two, three weeks at a time now, which is brilliant. Which I'm so what it, glad about. it just resets it. It somehow it makes it like so so incapable of finding something. It goes back to a default state or something. Or I have no what's the idea behind it. I have no idea. There was a rumor going around years and years ago. If you put your CDs in the freezer, they the sound quality improves. Now I wasn't one of these guys who actually tried this out believe it or not, but I, I don't know why I tried it out on the iPhone, I just thought, oh, I have to get this poxy thing working, and I'm really surprised that it did work, maybe, it, I don't know if it, if it resets anything or not, but it's not a good idea leaving it in there for the length of Avatar, I sat down with Amanda to watch it, and around about 20 minutes towards the end, I went, oh, iPhone, 
and just jumped out <laughs> and ran to the freezer, pulled it out, and all these crystals were around it. I was like, no. And I, I comforted it in, in my palm, stroked it a little bit, turned it on, <laughs> saw the little apple sign come up, and I was like, no, oh, please work, please work. And it worked. And I was well impressed. I was well, not impressed he- with Avatar, though. That is just <laughs> pants. Have you seen in that? The- no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I won't give it away. But I was watching it on a huge 28-inch screen CRT, which sounds like the future, but it's not, apparently. It's a really small TV, which is really big and mm-hmm. uh, cumbersome. and Maybe it's just that, but yeah, it's bobbins. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk here about the 3D TVs and how they're not quite as expensive as, as people might expect. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine actually... He was telling me yesterday, he went and had gone to like a demonstration and he was like, oh, it was awesome. And there was a video game and all. But personally, I can't think of a 3D movie I've seen in the theater that I felt was worth the surcharge for 3D, that it enhanced the experience at all. And I've seen a pretty good number of 3D like family or action movies. I'm not a big horror movie fan, but you know, all the animated stuff that's been in 3D I've seen and some of the... The kid live action, Lava Boy and Shark Girl, <laughs> or Lava wow. Girl and Shark Boy, whatever that was. I saw that in 3D. I saw Coraline, and that was it. That that was used well, but I can't. Wasn't Superman Four a bit of that in 3D when that first came out in the cinema? I think so. If you go way back to that era, it would be like 1982, 1982, 83, maybe 84. I can remember living in Denver, Colorado, and they had a, a flurry of 3D movies came out, and it was like an Indiana Jones knockoff, and there were a couple other things, and they really used that, like popping out the screen at you, like make you knock your head back, like when they show a 3D audience, you did that, but none of that stuff has happened lately. Um, you know, none of these these movies have that same draw. If anything, the little um things that the theater puts in about putting your garbage in or putting your cell phone away. Yeah. Those, the 3D versions they make for, before the 3D films, they have more of a pop-out effect to me than Monsters vs. Aliens did or mm. Coraline. I mean, Coraline was good and I guess it, maybe it had had a depth that I didn't notice and it's probably good that you didn't notice. It wasn't distracting. Yeah, but possibly. I, I saw a Toy Story in 2D the, the most recent Toy Story film, and there was nothing about that 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 I felt like I missed out. Oh, you saw Toy Story 3. Wicked. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy good. it? Yeah, it was good. It was a, a pulled at the heartstrings. It was a good film. Oh, was the big man nearly crying? No. no <laughs> there's there's films I'll, I'll get teary about, but that, that one I didn't. The oh, most... yeah, maybe I did. At the very end, I did. Yeah? Yeah. My, the most... Probably the most famous one I ever remember being in 3D is Jaws. Was it Jaws 3? Yeah. And where they blow up the shark. And I I remember that being on TV and there being an event on TV. And one of the newspapers gave away 3D glasses, the red and blue glasses. And there was a little sign that appeared in the top hand corner of the screen. And so when that sign turned on, then everyone had to whip out their glasses and put them on. And I remember watching that and thinking, oh, that was rubbish. That didn't really work. I think I had mine. Did I have mine on the wrong way around? Or 
I'm not sure. I, I don't think it works if you have them the wrong way around. You have right. to have it a certain way. I, I think it, the, the the jaws would have fallen into the screen if they were the wrong way around. But it didn't. I didn't really see anything anyway. But that was the biggest 3D movie I'd I'd ever seen anyway. But I haven't seen Avatar in 3D. I haven't seen Inception in 3D. I don't know if Inception is in 3D. Well, I have the Wikipedia list. I hate Wikipedia, and I hate going to it. But the home of I facts. have the Wikipedia list of 3D films. Oh, so, just a, a quick thing. If you're wondering where our an- animal-related program lists is, that'll be on the next show. We're yes. just still adding up from all the, the floods of emails that we had. Right, I have to make the bracket so I can ask you, who wins in a battle, Flipper versus Free Willy? Yeah, that's yeah. it. But anyway, yeah, go on. So yeah, so Wikipedia has a list of 3D films, and on the if you go to the link that we'll have in the show notes, it gives you the films in um, alphabetical order. But then you can click on each of the, the columns, and so you can sort by uh, production company, runtime, release year. So I have I've sorted by release year. So a bunch in the 50s. And then not too many till 60s, 70s, 78, 81. So here's a couple of films that people might recognize. Uh, you'd have to be my age or a little bit older. Um, Friday the 13th, Part 3, 1982. Never seen uh, Parasite, which I believe I saw. That was one of those uh, knockoff films. Amityville 3D, Jaws 3D. The Man Who Wasn't There. That sounds familiar. <laughs> That's a film starring Steve Gutenberg. I did see that movie. Oh, the legend. Being Invisible gets you into Spiring's diplomatic circles and the girls' locker room. Oh. In a la- State Department employee finds an egg-shaped device with a green fluid inside that makes the person who drinks it invisible. Oh, an egg-shaped device with green fluid in it. What fool would find an egg shape and go, hmm, I'll drink this. Ooh, look at me, invisible. <laughs> Emmanuel 4 right. was in 3D. Wow. Emmanuel See. Vision. <laughs> Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. That I saw. I remember that. Monster House I didn't see in 3D. Superman Returns. The last 20, min- 20 minutes of footage were converted into 3D in post-production. Yeah, I wonder if there's a big difference in these films that are converted after the fact. I think so. I, I would have thought so because Avatar was actually shot with 3D in mind, wasn't it? And yeah. it wasn't converted. It was all all there, done there. And I think that helped the movie. The way I saw it, I was watching a video game for like the first 20 minutes, and yeah. okay, really can't relate to anyone in this movie. And then stuff happened, and then someone blew something up, and someone jumped, and then someone jumped again, and someone fell. And then someone caught someone. And that was pretty much it. I think you're going to see a whole bunch of uh, converted films if these new TVs take over. And I guess they'll do the same technology with video games. I mean, they'll make new video games, but if they can apply it, if they can take your old... You know, I guess like the the sports games, they re-release those every year anyway. But Do you think 3D TV will catch on? And they're making a big push here. And he, actually, my local cable company already has channels allocated for it, even though there's not programming. But they're making so. a big push out of it because they've invested so much money into it. Yeah, I agree. But you have to buy these goggles 
you have don't you have active and in, uh, reactive glasses? Yeah, like as well? eighty dollar eighty dollar things you have to wear. And so, say you have company come over, yeah. you might have four for your family. You have to have some for the guests too. Yeah, have like little kids crouching around one pair of glasses. And they're battery powered too. I don't know how that works. Ah, some are, some aren't. The ones that are battery, I think they're the active ones. And the ones where you just put the glasses on and it all does it for you, I think mm. they're like a reactive one. I could be talking utter bullshine there. I, I don't be. know, but I know there's two types where you put batteries in and where you don't put batteries in. And to be honest, I'm not going to sit around my front room wearing battery-operated goggles. Crazy glasses, yeah. Looking at my, looking at everyone else going, look, they're, they're wearing these weird glasses. Oh, look, so am I. And no, no, TV's a medium where... You just plonk yourself. You want at least amount of effort to get involved. Yeah, you don't even have it. to wear pants to watch TV. No. <laughs> no shirt. You're right. You know, towel on or something, just kind of hanging out on the couch. Nobody's home. Oh, wait, let me get my glasses. Yeah. What's all that about? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you can't even sit in the nutty and watch all that stuff. There's There's a big number of films coming out. They have a list of upcoming 3D films, and it's it's a good sized list, and they're all blockbusters. But I get the sense though that there's starting to be a blowback against 3D movies among the filmmaking community. You know that it's you're making a video game, you're making a, an experience, you're not making a film. You yeah. Can tell a story like these films that are coming out in 3D: Piranha 3D, Saw 3D, Spy Kids 4, Transformers 3, Judge Dredd. They're not love stories. They're not dramas. They're not uh, anything but action, action films and video games. Yeah, stuff popping out at you. Yeah, I, I know we're having like the three D uh, discussion a bit too late, but I know we're getting in there now. I, I think Avatar opened a big window for everyone to go. Wow, this works. Maybe this will make our film better, and. To be honest, Avatar work. I know I haven't seen it in 3D, but I'm assuming it works as the spectacle on the huge screen. I imagine it works that way. Well, that's all I ever heard anybody say about it, was that it was... You had to go and see it. You had to see it. Not that it was a great story or original or... It was just that artistically it was a yeah. you know, masterpiece. Yeah, it's, it's a work of art and when you go to see it. But... Going to see Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, you're not going there to watch a work of art. You're you're going there to watch the end of the the story, aren't you? you know, yeah. Ice Age, the new one coming out or had come out. You're not going to go there looking at all the pretty stuff. Kids want stuff flying at them when you go to one of these little things. Yeah. And I don't know if you got that or not. I I don't know. You know, you know the Last Airbender that's coming out now. And I saw that, and I saw that in 3D. Oh, did you? What, what was it like? It was like watching a, a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the big wave comes out at you, and the stick pokes out at you. And it was, but, but it's not adding much to the story. It didn't make though, it a better it? story, no. no. Whereas I think Avatar hung on to the facts that it's the big 3D movie to watch. And I think people went to watch a 3D movie rather mm-hmm. than going to see Avatar. And now people are trying to grab on that, and it's not working. 
Yeah, I think, like, if they took James Bond films and they made the next one in 3D, I think that distracts from it. Because yeah. that's one of the things that started to happen with the James Bond films. They turn into explosion, 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 sex, explosion. There was not much of a story. You know, the villains were getting a little corny, and the... it was a bizarre stunt after bizarre stunt. You know, at least the last couple films have gotten a little more tense and dramatic and... Yeah, can you go down to your local bar and watch uh, the match or the game or the, the baseball or whatever it is in 3D? No, not yet. Because we can go to a, if we go to a big bar, like a, a big chain like Witherspoons or somewhere like that, you can go down to them and they might have the game on in 3D, like the, oh, wow. the Premiership match. And you're starting to get a lot of punters coming in for that. And what I've heard, it looks very good. Obviously, it looks really good in high def as well, but in 3D, it adds something to the match. And that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about them going, oh, okay, fine, stuff it. You've got to have a, a 3D TV to watch all this now. And I, I don't want a 3D TV. I just, I, I'd like a, a big TV now, please. I haven't even got a, a flat screen yet. I'm still yeah. waiting for my other poxy bloody TV to die. I keep <laughs> pushing it, and it doesn't die. And I I don't want this 3D. I'm really not interested in it at all. Well, I don't think it'll become forced on anyone soon. Because even like this uh, digital cable, they finally, after years and years, have kind of forced people to get off antennas. And you have to get uh, a cable box, even if you just want basic channels. Yeah. But uh, there's a, a high, high percentage of people who still just have the, the basic stuff most of the tvs in our house are you know old very old models but what they're not happen, scaled to that dimension <laughs> what will happen is we've got a, a, a well a company over here called itv and they have your normal itv which is the number three on your tv if you go through an aerial now we're gonna have a big switch over i think 2015 i think it is where everything just goes digital you've got not gonna be able to pick anything analog up anymore Right, that's and, how I think how we are now. That was this year for us. Uh, I'm not too sure when it's going to be happening, but they're, they're going to be doing that very soon. But ITV had done a deal with Sky, who do a lot of, I think, 80% of all the digital in this country. And they've they've signed some rights away to ITV 2, 3, and 4, which are three extra channels that you can get if you have a, so a digital box. Now... They're going to be signed over to HD. They're going to be having HD uh, channels solely on Sky. Now, the programs on there are not worth watching on HD at all. I wouldn't pay for them. I'm not going to pay for them. But what they're going to do, or this is what I'm thinking they'll do, in a year or two time, once once everything's gone digital, then what they'll do, they'll take away ITV4, and it'll just be solely HD. Then they'll do to ITV3, and then ITV2, and then if you haven't got HD TV or HD box, which you have to pay extra for, then you're not going to be able to receive them programs. Now, that will happen if if 3D is working, then that will happen to everyone else's TV. All of a sudden, you'll have this on uh, 3D. You'll have that on 3D. And they'll mm -hmm. take away the standard definition. You won't be able to see that anymore. You have to pay. You have to pay this extra subscription to get this 3D channel, which you had anyway. And you're going to have to wear silly glasses. 
Yeah, I could see that. It's going to be something like the the sports leagues, if they decide that they're going to have it only be available through a certain medium, that's what's really going to push it. I think if if they feel like they have the power to, to basically force the fan base to upgrade, they'll do it. If they don't, they'll probably keep it available. I don't, know. I don't want it to happen. I'm not a big fan of it. No, I'm, me either. I, I just don't rushing. see it being that much better. Um, okay, let's move on to something else apart from 3D TV. I think we've okay. hit a, a, dropped a lot of names there, haven't we? So, sure, yeah. Uh, we did have a an email come through from a man called Jamie who listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, <clears throat> I've just finished listening to episode 29, Beware of the Clown with the Manly Name. You asked if anyone had a true fear of clowns and I wanted to reply, letting you know that my daughter has a true terror fear of the clowns. At a local information fair, there was a clown, and she would not go anywhere near it and run away every time it came near her. Now, I totally believe this fear. I I know that I, I turned around and said, oh, no, 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 no one has this fear. I think it's more people jumping on a bandwagon that, oh, this person hates clowns, so, oh, I'm going to be scared of clowns as well. That's the way mm-hmm. I try to project my feelings. Little kids, yeah, I can understand them having little scares of clowns what sort of information fair were they at were there where there's a clown you know did they walk up to a table and there's lots of there's a row of clowns on this table and they're asking information from each one of these clowns that'd be brilliant but i i feel sorry for the little girl uh what else did he put he just wanted us to to let us know that she has a true fear of this uh terror and no. wondered our opinion. So I apologise if I cause any inconvenience in her life. I'm really sorry and she's not making it up, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, what sort of information <laughs> fair do you go to? Let us know that. Well, I have to think it's probably something where there was just uh, a bunch of tables and they had a clown for the kids, but no one, no kids ever really want a clown. I mean, if it's a matter of, like, the clown's giving away balloons or something like that, it doesn't have to be a clown could just be a person giving away balloons. Kids will take stuff from anybody. Yeah, that's true. The clownness actually makes it less likely. It's a creepy factor. Yeah, it's it's all the makeup. And if they're not a particularly pretty clown as well, they're just like, oh my god, I don't want to be anywhere near that man. Get him away from me. Have you ever been somewhere where like um, a store or someone's trying to cut corners and they have a character in a costume, but it's clearly just a cheap knockoff version? Yes. Like, we have, uh, well, Halloween's coming up soon, and they're already starting to do the Halloween specialty stores. But um, some every year, this one place does, like, an Elmo. And <laughs> it doesn't look like Elmo at all. It's like a freaky, scary-looking... It, um, Big devil man. Yeah, I want to say... It, it reminds me more of one of the Sid and Marty Croft... It might have been H.R. Puffin stuff I'm thinking of. But one of those weird, freaky kind of, like... The head's misshapen and, and all this. but So this big red monster with eyes that aren't right. Looks like uh, Ernie and Cookie Monster had a baby kind of thing. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's, His it's head's not misshapen Elmo. because he goes, <laughs> after every um, session that he has to spend in that, he goes into the back wardrobe and just punches the living crap out of that helmet <laughs> that he has to put on every day. And goes, why do I have to be Elmo, a six foot Elmo? But, but, like, whatever they were trying to gain by having Elmo, 
it turns and everybody's repulsed by it. You know, you can ask like, oh, where's that restaurant? Oh yeah, it's by the Freaky Elmo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you know you some know, of it's... the funniest videos on YouTube are the the burning uh, Elmo dolls, where they have like the Tickle Me Elmo, and they mm-hmm. put the, uh, lighter fluid on them and set them alight, and then turn them on, and all you can see <laughs> is Elmo giggling, going, "Oh, that tickles." <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. That's disturbing. It's, it's wonderful. I, I suggest everyone goes and checks it out now. <laughs> yeah, we'll put one in the show links for you. In the show notes. Uh, <sighs> one other thing I, I forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago. I'm really sorry. I apologize wholeheartedly. I popped along to Greenwich, one of my old stomping grounds, and I met up with Darren from the Black Dog Podcast. And I had a wonderful night with him and his missus and Amanda. And it was just jolly bloody good time. It was. He's a top man. They do a top show. Go to the Black Dog podcast on iTunes. Please download it. It's a wonderful show. You have lots of features on there. Rose-tinted specs. Shitty superheroes, which is one of my favourite things. Uh, shit cover goggles. And all, all that palaver rolled into one. It's a Yeah, it is a good show. It's a blinding show it really is but yeah i had the pleasure of uh meeting up with him and i i think the weekend after that i recorded with my brother-in-law so i didn't mention it on there because he would not had a clue what i was on about and then i think we had a recording and i it just totally slipped my mind so darren i'm sorry here's your mention there you go <laughs> well, well, well deserved. yes all right did you have any uh news stories or links or anything you wanted to talk about uh Right, my first story of the day. Tokyo, ugh, Tokyo's oldest man dies 30 years ago. A family hid the mummified body of a relative in his bedroom for 30 years to keep his title of Tokyo's oldest man. Police visited the home of Sogun Kato, only to find his corpse after previous attempts were met with rebuffs from his family. I think they kept him in gym jams. And they tucked him away and told the kids, don't go into that room. And yeah, he died 30 years ago. But my the best bit about this story, there's an actual picture. And the caption is a picture of old people talking to each other. And the caption below is, elderly people chat to each other in Tokyo. As if we don't know what old people chatting to each other in Tokyo looks like. Yeah. None it's of these brilliant. are the people involved in the story. And... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But this is what an old person looks like. (laughs) Imagine they're they're mummified. (laughs) The part of the story that puzzles me is, so he's died 30 years ago. Yes. And he's got this title of oldest man. He can't have had it when he was 81. He would have been 111 now. Yeah, surely they should have visited him on the day that the title passed over to him. You would think, or... You know why they had to have been deciding they're going to keep the mummified remains for a good ten, fifteen years before he even earned that status. Mm. Well, maybe so they did I... let him in. Oh, he's sleeping. He's a very light sleeper. You know, go very quietly and look through this glass pane. You know, plain glass and you know, look at look at him through there, and so you don't disturb him. Oh, isn't he resting very nicely with his hands across his chest? Yes. 
The police broke into his home at the request of ward officials who had been updating their list of centenarians, centenarians ahead of Respect for the Elderly Day in September. <laughs> See, oh, it says God. they collected over 70,000 pounds of pension money. And I'm sure that's why they faked, they hid the death. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, to be like, oh, we didn't want to have him lose the title. No, 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 that's... Ah, maybe they were collecting the pension money, and all of a sudden he came up and he was... Maybe they found out he had died. Congratulations, you're the oldest. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's very happy. <laughs> uh, you sure no one else is older? I think that man down the street's older. Go, go look over there. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa was a very scary man, so he wouldn't open the door. That's what the grandchild was quoted as telling the police. Oh. He shut himself up in the room without food or water. That's what happened. They were scamming the the Welfare. the government, weren't they? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he turned into the oldest man alive in Tokyo. And they I, get screwed. Yeah. I bet they had a Came big fanfare. There was like police and cameras and videotapes going off everywhere. And they had fanfare, ticker tapes everywhere. And they knocked on the door. Someone opened the door and they had trumpets blowing. Well done, you're the world's oldest man. Uh, no, balls. He died <laughs> 30 years ago. Go away. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, what, thank what you. He, he says here? thank you. He's very old and feeble and <laughs> wishes not to be disturbed. I hope they did that thing uh, in Toy Story. You know when Woody's talking across the two houses mm-hmm. and he's got Buzz Lightyear's hand there? I wonder yeah. if they did that with his hand. I'm very happy, and I'm very glad to be the oldest man in Tokyo. Now go away and close Grandpa, the door. Grandpa, are you pleased? He's shaking his head yes. <laughs> Would you like us to leave you alone now? He's shaking his head yes. Okay, well, thank you. Oh, poor people. But that that reminds me of another uh, story that came out about this. Um, did you see the weird robot? toy thing that they had this was a, a japanese inventor it develops a board and legless telenoid r1 it's a it looks like a big sperm basically <laughs> and it's a it's a computer generated thing it's so you can have a one-to-one conversation but over the phone and it's supposed to mimic people's movements and move how you're talking on the phone and then translate them to the person you're actually talking to but it looks horrible. It, it sits. It looks like a cross. It's between... limbless. It has. It looks like an amputee. It's, it's got... like Casper the ghost. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have one of these. It looks creepy. But there, there are videos of this going around. Yeah, there's a video you can watch it talk. And actually, if you if you block out the body, the head and the the face. I mean, it's bald, but it does kind of look like a, a real live person talking. But it's creepy. It's, just, it's creepy. It's creepy. I, no, I'd rather ha- still have the, uh, at worst, just a, a a telephone call. At best, maybe Skype with like the the cameras on and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, with the but, video. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess it as a prototype, and that it could one day you know, you could have uh, like a mannequin that looks like someone. I think a video though would be better. Like you said, even if it's not an actual camera, but like a cartoony version. Mm-hmm. That's better than having some like mannequin of Grandpa, <laughs> so that oh. so that you can pretend he's still alive when he's the and he sits in the corner. Man. 
mm-hmm. just sits there and all of a sudden, maybe in like an electrical storm, he gets a bit twitchy. You have like lightning going off everywhere. <laughs> like, zzz, zzz. I'm sure he moved. <laughs> and then they'll make movies about it. Well, it makes me think of uh, something I had seen. Uh, sent you a link here. Uh, you know, it's getting back to school time and school supply shopping time. And I was looking around for something for my son and I found a, a Yoda backpack. Oh, Which wicked. I immediately thought of you. And for those of you who don't go to the show notes, it's actually a backpack of Yoda, like stuffed animal, but like his back unzips, you can put stuff in it. But it looks like Yoda as when he was on Luke Skywalker's back in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so I want one now. It's $40, but it's out of stock. Why show me? Why tease me like this? (laughs) Well, that's for this place. I'm sure these aren't the manufacturers of it. There probably is a source you can go to. Right. I have one more story to hit, so I think I'll just do one more now. Okay. Uh, A Russian man dies in searing heat in a sauna contest. Did you hear about this story at all? No. Basically, this man cooked himself from the inside out. We had a Russian man trying to win the Sauna World Championships. He died after collapsing with severe burns in the final stages of an event that required contestants to sit in 230 degree or 110 Celsius room as water was tossed onto searing stoves. Half a litre of water was added to the stove every 30 seconds. Yeah, that makes it like a steam bath or steam room. Mm, Yeah. And the last person to remain at the sauna is the winner. But obviously there's just two guys in there. One guy's looking at the other guy going, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose. It's very much like the keep your hand on a a car competition. Right, right. And yeah, one guy... They pulled him out. He he collapsed. He had blood streaming from him, and he died. Yeah, they said he looked like he he looked like he was sick, and he refused to leave. I I don't think they win much though. That the prize is rather measly, but I think it's more of a a test of manliness to be in a hot room and just cook yourself from the inside out. Well, if you're good at that, you're probably not good at very much else. No. But, you know, all those, like a hot tub always has a little warning saying don't stay in longer than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And as much as I, I sure it was a horrible feeling for him, too, I, I bet, though, you know, when you you feel hot, you probably felt weak and sick. It's not like if, um, like if I dip you in scalding water or put your hand in scalding water, like that's a, an instant pain. You have an instant urge to, like, yank your hand out. Yes. And, uh, I mean, you might eventually block it out and, and hurt yourself that way. But I th- think being in a sauna, you probably never had that instant flea reaction. You're probably in there and you're like, this is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And then your body just shuts down. So, Isn't there a story about if you put a frog into cold water and then slowly boil it, it will sit there until it dies? That sounds familiar. It's probably a really well-known story, but I've I've heard that before, and this is exactly the same thing. It, it's not the the sharp shock that you're going to get. It's the slowly increasing up, and it's probably right, and that it, your body gives up on yeah. things. It's I, I'm assuming it's just a, a normal room 
room temperature as they sit in there, all the contestants sit down and then they pour the first bit of water on and just build up the steam, build up the steam. It must be quite hard to breathe in there as well, all that water floating around. But they're just slowly building up, slowly building up, and so you get, you adapt, your body adapts to it. I don't know, maybe like the paramedics as they pulled him out, they stuck a fork in him, see if he had any blood coming from him. I don't know. <laughs> Stick a fork in him. He's done. <laughs> I feel bad for him, but I don't. He sat in a hot box, and he knew he's he done it many times. Hot. He's the defending champion. I feel bad for him because there are people who should have known better. That you know, there should have been whoever was in charge should have had the nerve to say, you know what, I don't, I don't care. Like you're just, you're done. They basically watched a man die, and yeah, we're like, oh. are you sure you're right? Okay, he says he's okay. But how how do you turn around and say, okay, right now you have to pull out, but this guy next to you doing exactly the same thing, he can stay in there. Well, that's the thing. Uh, you can't. There would be repercussions for that. But if if you were gonna do it, then you probably have to have like, it's just like in a in a dancing contest, you know, like people dance they have the judges go around and they kind of check to make sure you're still moving and all they probably have to have everybody has to be checked like maybe it's a, a mental faculties test like you know our guys are going to come and ask you three questions every every hour you know if, if you can't if you can't answer coherently you're disqualified just even like a boxing match or or any fight where like a judge can stop it a referee can stop it if he feels like it's unsafe to continue He's deciding the outcome, but... I I feel sorry for the guy, but it is literally a human cooking contest, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You are literally cooking yourself. I... I don't... I do get it, and then I don't get it. I don't know if that makes sense. You probably don't get that, but... mm, mm, Why? Why do people (laughs) do this? I, I don't know. I have no more words to say or waste <laughs> right. on this silly man. All right. Well, I had uh, one other thing to mention today. Uh, we've talked a couple times about alternate reality games, and we were talking a little earlier about some of the films that are coming out and all. There's a site I found kind of by accident, and I, I'm really interested in alternate reality games. And I, I wish I had the time to pursue them more, but right now I don't. I, I it's on my priority list of like if and when I have time <laughs> I, I'm going to pick something to do and I think this might be the time to do it because there's a site called the Alternate Reality Gaming Network www.argn and just to, to kind of re-explain quickly what an alternate reality game is it's it's the kind of um, fake world that's created a lot of times for movie promotions like when Cloverfield came out, there was Slusho and uh, kind of like a whole whole fake backstory for the the monster and, and yeah. how it came to be. Uh, Lost had alternate reality games during the hiatus a lot. Kind of gives you a chance. When they're in those things, it gives you a chance to get into the story. And there are some things we've talked about. I think Bluebird, Stop Bluebird is one we talked about on here and on Rethinking Lost where it's it's not really tied to any product or story, but it's a, a fake world, and there's, mm, I guess it's kind of like uh, a grown-up modern version of Dungeons and Dragons, and all. Like, there are characters that people are playing. I don't know if you can necessarily make your own character in these things, but, mm-hmm. but by playing and getting involved, I mean, Elton McManus becomes a 
a minor character or Scott Copperman does. But anyway, this alternate reality game net or alternate reality gaming network uh, has kind of a compilation of different different things. And they talk about a couple of, of games that they're currently playing. They do podcasts about it or netcasts, I guess they're called. Uh, and you can kind of see what's going on. And today, today's actually August 9th, but there's a, the top story today is from August 8th, and they talk about an alternate reality game that's part of the viral marketing for the new J.J. Abrams film, Super 8. I think we kind of had talked about that once before, that there was... Uh, yeah, the scariest thing I ever saw. I tried Yeah, to that's do a it, website that's tied to it, right? Yeah. And I guess, I didn't realize that there was a... a viral marketing thing going on with that but it, it seems like that's taken another step ah. and so um, just like Slusho was part of the Cloverfield story there's these rocket puppeteers that they're uh, like a fake ice cream company and so the rocket puppeteer has a Twitter account and at Comic Con they had an ice cream truck that you could go to and get like little movie bits and I guess uh the, the game's starting to take off a little, little bit now, so. I don't know if anybody does alternate reality gaming. If anyone does, and there's one that, that they recommend, it'd be kind of neat. I'd, I like to be able to kind of follow along. It's like reading a book, basically. But the, the big thing for me is always how much you get involved. And I think it's different in a lot of ways than those uh, multiplayer online reality games, like World of Warcraft and things like that, because that you have to be actively engaged in. Yeah, I don't know if I could do any, anything like that at all. Yeah, I think something like this, though, it's more... It, it's more like a... Um, it's more like a serial drama, basically. Or like a TV show. But instead of watch, sitting and watching a TV show, it's... You click this link, you watch this YouTube video, stuff like that. So, I mean, the, the Lost things were pretty cool. And it was even okay to not necessarily be playing the game, but to be following along in one of these blogs that kind of gives you a, okay, so this is what was discovered, this was the puzzle, this was the solution. And uh, I, it just intrigues me. I, I think it would be fun to do, and especially these things that are tied to some of the movies, I think. Mm -hmm. Could be interesting. I did the Cloverfield stuff a little bit. That was kind of neat. Yeah, I, I never really... I've tried this... Uh... Uh, oh, Super 8 one, but I, I got stuck, and it looks like on here, the Rocket Puppeteers, looks like there's a way of actually getting around it and working on it. I, I just, I haven't really got the time to actually hit these things. Yeah, I'd that's love the thing. to, that's the thing, I'm not in front of a computer all the time, but if I was, then I, I would go on them, I think. Well, sometimes a site like this is good, though, because, like, for the movie, you want to know the backstory stuff, it adds to it. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Cloverfield things, that had gone on for a long time before Cloverfield came out. And I ended up going on it before I went to see the movie and just kind of getting caught up. Like, so the things that had happened in September, October, November, December, they were all resolved. Yeah. And and so I could sit there and see, like, the um, supposed origins of the monster and read about the accident reports and the meteor hitting and, and the, this other stuff. And... I it was a little bit of um, not an obstacle, but I went to the movie kind of expecting some of that to be tied in, and it really wasn't. The movie was was freestanding, but I I don't think that's always the case. I think 
there are times where this stuff is brought in. You know, yeah. And it's a more relevant... It's, it's more, more marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Just to get something going. and Like the Blair Witch Project, that had one as well, didn't it? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. the... Uh, the I think the bag with all the videotapes was found underneath a, a, a the foundations of a building. I yeah, I heard it, about it. It made it I, seem like it made it look like it was real, and I, that, especially the websites and all that stuff. Well, at that time, the internet wasn't in everyone's house, was it? Right. It wasn't in my house. I had to go around my sister's house or my sister-in-law's house to find out all about it. And I'm quite a gullible kind of guy. You may not have noticed, but um. I remember hearing these stories about, oh, yeah, this bag was found, and this, these videotapes, they're, like, real, and, you know, this is what happened to these people. I got totally sucked into this, and it was brilliant the way they marketed this. And I like it when films do this, but don't make them too complicated, otherwise I'm just not going to be able to just dive in, snatch little bits of it and go, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I might as well just go on YouTube and watch a trailer. Yeah. I, I just need little snippets and not too much information. I don't want to go into somewhere and type in something that I have to find from another site and yeah, then work out what's on there and like, d- decipher using this crypt- decryption code and type this letter out into this website and then I get like a little eight-second video which shows me how to get another 20-second video. I, I haven't got time for that. I really haven't. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a fine line. It's it's neat to do. I guess I definitely am not ready for like a hardcore one. I would need something that was. It wasn't fifteen steps. If it was four steps, <laughs> so like you got you got something satisfying toward the end, then definitely that yeah. was one of the things with um, the find eight fifteen lost alternate reality game that I found frustrating. It just it was like so many like step after step after step to get very little return and I was like, oh. It, it just, it was hard to invest in that. Yeah. But I'm fascinated by that. As much as I, I feel it's a, a dangerous thing that there's so many fake things on the internet, I'm intrigued by the things that are created purely for entertainment purposes and are upfront about it. Mm. but And yet look real. You know, there's so much misinformation all out there, but when you can go to a website for a fake company and it has um, all these, you know, help wanted things and someone's actually answering the uh, the email replies back about it and all and it's, yeah. it's kind of neat. I'll, I'll give you one of that. Uh, Algera Airways. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to love going on there and just tinkering around and apparently if you try to confirm your, your flight to Guam over, was it 23 times, then you got uh, pr- you were allowed to print out a ticket or you got sent a, a ticket to Guam and that was just <laughs> like a little souvenir from the ABC guys. Oh, that's cool. I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, well, uh, maybe someone who listens will be involved in that and or have some tips about it, but mm. it's it's one of those things that definitely intrigues me and I do wish I had more time for it, but perhaps maybe one day. More time? You sit in front of the computer all day. Oh, Come but on. Not just doing nothing. Well, yes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so well, should we close out the show on that then? Yeah, that's a good way, good place to go. Yeah, we we done a lot of the uh, homework at, at the very beginning of the show, but you can catch me at on Twitter at 
twitter.com forward slash ultimate manners. You can catch Scott at twitter.com forward slash shc1970. There's an email, which is bombastpodcast at gmail.com. There's also the website where we put all the shows up, which is bombastpodcast.podbean.com. You can find all the show notes there and all the links and Please dive in there and enjoy yourself because there's tons of stuff. We work hard on it to bring it up to you so you can find it nice and easy and find all the stuff that we're talking about and all the websites. So, you know, please go there and use it. And let us yep, know and if watch you do. it too to make sure you know when the live show is going to be. We'll put something in there once it's all firmed up. Yes, we definitely will. We'll also put stuff on Facebook. We put the show up there as well. You can hit it there. And we put up a couple of the links there just to entice you into talking to us about stuff. If you have any uh, news or websites that you want us to hit, then let us know on there. Sounds good. And we need a moral for today's show. Yes, we do. Oh, right. Okay. How many things have we hit today? Mm, let's see. We had the sauna is the one that stands out. Stick or... a fork in him. He's done. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Well, that sounds good. Stick a fork in him. He's done. Sounds good. They should have learned their lesson from that. They didn't. Yes, don't go cooking yourself, people. It's not good. Especially for your family who are looking through that glass, watching you cook slowly. Oh, do you know what would be really good? What? On the saunas, if they had a little light. You know, you can press a little light to see your food as it's cooking. They should have had a little light on the sauna. And every 10 minutes, they just press the light check that they're alright and then turn the light off and walk away <laughs> if anyone's collapsed then pull him out it is like the human oven <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you all for listening yes we'll talk to you live next week yes thank you very much for joining us go give us reviews on iTunes and or maybe not I, I don't know <laughs> Come along, and then once you've heard us, download it ten times, just to make us feel good. Right, I'm I'm All going right. now. Sorry. All right, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.